Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschool mom of two, whose summer break is almost over, and proud podcast host. Listen up, world changers. I am starting this new series. We are on this new journey together, and we're going to be talking back to school. And let me tell you something. This is unlike any other back to school that any of us have ever experienced. Matter of fact, I was in the store yesterday and it was one of the big box stores. I'm not going to, I'm going to leave them nameless. And I was in the aisle and I saw this sign that said like back to school. And, and I thought to myself, why? Like, Nobody's shopping for backpacks right now. Like who's really going out there and getting backpacks and lunch pails? Why? Because school's happening at home this year for most, or you might be on some kind of A, B schedule, or you may be all virtual, whatever it was. It tickled me to pieces that they had like this big old blaring back to school sign when we all know I don't think it's going to look like that this year, but that's okay because guess what? I'm here to help you guys through that process, to tool you up, get your pen and paper ready, get your stuff together. Before we get into it, I do have an announcement. I will be on Dr. Bryant's Zoom meeting this week, and we're going to be talking about how COVID-19 is affecting parents of children with special needs. That's gonna be this Wednesday, August 5th. If you're on the East Coast, 2 p.m. If you're on the West Coast, 11 a.m. I will put the link in the show notes. Even if you don't have a sugar with special needs, I think that this is going to be a really, really powerful discussion just because we're gonna be talking about the system itself. At least I'm gonna be talking about the system itself and how you guys can all navigate through it, what you need to know, what you need to do, the ins and outs, and they're gonna be giving amazing information as well. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm honestly grateful to be invited somewhere. People don't have to invite you to do anything. And so every opportunity that I get world changers, I'm gonna take advantage of it and I'm gonna do us all real proud. So that is my announcement for today. Um, Continue to check out my Instagram and my Facebook page or go directly to I've got, or excuse me, iHeartSpeechTherapy.com to find out about upcoming events, little things that I might throw out there every now and again, some nuggets to get you through the week. Um, I definitely blog to not only get myself through the week, but to get you guys through the week. And honestly, just to give us some perspective, I think we get so hung up on drill, 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 that we don't like take a step back and allow ourselves to go through these processes of being a parent, making all these huge new adjustments, being comfortable with these new norms, finding space and learning how to do that all while our sugars are still growing. Just because COVID is happening and all of these world events are happening, it doesn't stop the growth process. It doesn't stop that our sugars are going to continually need us and need answers from us to get through. And it definitely doesn't mean that we are in a position to where we can't check in with ourselves and in return tool them up because life is continuing to happen 
in spite of COVID. Like things are still happening around us. And I want us all to go about this parenting, go about, you know, our in interactions, our engagements, the things that we share and the things that we do. I want us to go about it just confidently. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. So again, our topic for today, we're going to be talking, my school's not opening. Ah, right? Ah, help me prepare. I'm not a homeschooler. Let me preface things with this. You guys hear me and have heard me since the start of this podcast, talk about myself, introduce myself as a homeschooler of two. And I got to be honest, y'all, when I first started homeschooling, it was not cute and it was hard and it was challenging. And I even took a break from clinic just to focus on that for some time. And I did that because I wanted to make sure that I was giving my 100% all to this new process and giving not only my sugars the time to adjust to mommy being not just mommy, but teacher, but also honestly me being comfortable with not just being mom, but being teacher, being educator, being facilitator. It's a difference, right? It's much different than providing an hour of homework help or working towards a project to where there's some kind of expiration date, right? Or there's some kind of timeline or time limitation and with homeschooling, it's there, there isn't one, right? And even if you're doing Zoom school, you're still having to shift and be more hands-on and act more as a facilitator than what you would have in the past because honestly, out of sight is out of mind. And now that Sugar's gonna be home, it's kind of like, well, I'm gonna see the stuff that I wouldn't have seen in class. That in and of itself is an adjustment. And so I don't want you guys to take that for granted as you go through this process. And if I'm, if I could be honest and if I could be really frank, I'm going to say things are not going to feel super good until at least a month in. It usually takes a month on the short end just to get systems in place, just to feel comfortable about the schedule that we have the the ins and the outs, what's working, what's not working. Do I even like the curriculum that's being presented? Is it working for my type of learner? And that's going to be on one of our upcoming episodes. So I'm not going to get into that today, but I'm going to just throw that little nugget out there that it's coming. We're going to talk about different learners and how you can deal with that. But just for today, I'm going to help us through this process of school is seriously probably not starting back in most cases. What is that going to look like and how can I help through that process? So if you've read any of my blogs, if you've looked at any of my past podcast episodes, you know, the way that I approach things is not just for this is what you need to do with this child. I'm also checking in with you. And the reason that I'm checking in with you is because it's really hard to navigate and manage and guide if you don't even have a clear scope on how you feel about things, um, how you feel about the process. Do you even feel like you can attack this? Why? So I, I deal with things kind of from a global perspective. I definitely deal with the sugar and giving you tips and tools, but I also want to deal with you. 
Because no matter what we do, no matter what we say to our sugars, they're watching our actions. And if our actions don't align up with our words, then it doesn't matter what we say because they're going to do what we do. They're going to feed off of what we feed off of. And that's going to be simply what it is. And so I'm going to give you a bunch of B statements. And if you're like me, you might want to take notes. And if you don't want to take notes and you just want to listen, I'm happy either way. But the first thing that I want us to think about and all of us to adapt to is accepting the new norm. Our sugars being at home, there's nothing we can do about it. There's no way that we could get around it. Like, can we, can we drop them off to a facility and have them kind of like manage things? Yeah, but for the most part, for most of us, our sugars are going to be there. Our sugars are going to be in our space. And for most of us, we're going to be balancing work and balancing homeschooling. And what does that look like, right? So I want you to just get into that space to where you could say to yourself, you know what, this is going to happen. And I'm okay with that. Now, you might not have all the answers between that, not yet, but at least just having that much out there on the table. Because it's going to lead you to this. It's going to lead you to having some kind of confidence. Now, where you are on the confidence scale, that's totally up to you. But just accepting that your sugar's going to be there will give you some kind of confidence about what's going to happen next. Because once you accept, then you can deal with, okay, well, how are things going to look? What is this going to look like? What is this going to feel like? What is this going to smell like? How am I going to navigate through this? You can start planning at that point. Because remember, your confidence, your sugar is watching how confident you are. And if you're confident about how things are going to go, then they're going to be confident in your skills and your abilities. Even if you're not a teacher, I haven't even gotten on the, you know, the teaching part. I'm just talking about being comfortable and confident with the idea that sugar's going to be there, at least for some part of this school year, right? And so I can't emphasize enough, like this isn't one of those fake it until you make it times, like this ain't it, this ain't the time for that. I need you to really be confident that this is happening and that they're going to be feeding off of you. Why? You're not going to be able to go out that door and you two go your separate ways. They're going to be there with you. So you need to, to have that space. I need you to be comfortable with what you know and what you don't know. Again, that goes back into that no faking it until you make it. This is when you're going to have to like assess yourself. If you have someone who's going into ninth grade algebra and you know you haven't picked up an algebra book since then, it's all right to be like, you know what, we're learning together. I learned during my first year with the kids that the more transparent I was, the more grace they were able to show me and the more grace I was able to show them. And so me saying, you know what, sweetheart, I don't understand this new math. But if you give me a minute, <laughs> we're going to learn it together and we're going to learn their systems and then we're going to work it out. And that's how we went about things at first until I realized, like, I really have to study new math. Like, I really have to know new math inside and out. I don't get to just put the, the number on top of the other number. Like, they break these things down into arrays. It's a whole mess, right? And so I want you to go into it being comfortable with what you do and don't know, because then you could come to your sugars and say, look. This is how I was taught how to do it. I understand this is what the book says. And somewhere in between all that, we're going to meet each other halfway. And even if you aren't the teacher and Sugar is watching it on TV, you're still going to have to be homework help. 
You're still going to have to be that support system. So just being comfortable with that process, being comfortable with, hey, I have absolutely no teaching experience. Bear with me. That's fair. Because then sugar's going to be like, if mommy's comfortable and if daddy's comfortable with telling me that they don't know everything and that they're working at it, guess what I'm establishing without them even knowing? The ability to tackle new things without being fearful. The ability to establish grit when things are hard. I can't overemphasize how hard, you know, this is going to be for America getting used to schooling at home. Um, again, this is something that most homeschoolers who opt to do it are like, ah, when we first get into it. Right. But for those who had no intentions, even like observing sugar in school, this is no joke. So I want you to be comfortable with that. Be comfortable with it's okay for it to be hard. It's okay for it to be uncomfortable. It's okay for it to seem like, why is this happening? It's okay to even not like it. All of those are fair and valid. But it goes back to the the first point is we have to accept it, like point and blank. Like we can complain our whole way and the whole time through it, but then think about the bigger message that you're sending to your sugar. Are they going to, are you going to want them to be complaining through life? Like this is sometimes the, the cards that we're dealt. What's happening to us is completely unprecedented. This has never happened before. And so we're all learning together. And so that's why I want you to be super comfortable. And I want you to be super confident because that will make this process and this transition so much easier. The next thing I want you to do is be ready to talk to your employer. If you have a job to where most of your day is spent collaborating, and what I mean by collaborating, you're meeting with other people, you're in meetings all the time, it really takes your attention. It takes all of your energy and your effort to put you into your job, to do it confidently, competently, and successfully, right? I want you to be comfortable with talking to your boss because most likely if they have kids, they're in the same boat that you're in. I want you to, to be confident to talk to them and comfortable talking with them about life adjusting. Yes, I'm going to be there at the meeting. Yes, I'm going to do my work. Yes, I'm still going to get it done. Don't get upset with me if I have to do a, you know, one of these. I got to go. Like something, keyword, I don't know. But just being comfortable with talking to them about, hey, look, I'm learning how to balance this new homeschool Zoom school, <laughs> AB school, AB schedule school with normal responsibilities. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to fulfill them, but it does mean that things are going to look different and how I navigate through that is going to be different. And if they're understanding, I hope they are understanding because again, all of us are going through this. Like now's not the time, you know, for us to be like cracking the whip on each other. Like we all really need to be empathetic to what everybody's going through in every situation. So I'm really hoping that you're ready to talk to your employer and explain to them that this is what things are looking like. If you have a, an employer to where your schedule shift can change, it wouldn't hurt asking for a shift change. It wouldn't hurt turning things around. I even changed my schedule 
to be more present during the week for my sugars. And then I take more time on the weekend to do other job related responsibilities because again, I had to create a new work-life balance. So I'm not telling you this stuff just because you know, it just sounds good. Like I am living through it. And even though I work for myself, it still was a process having to shift things around in order to meet these new demands and these new needs, because the days that my children used to go to group, I don't get those days anymore, not this school year. And so when I say like, we are growing and learning about this together, I genuinely mean it. And I also mean it in that way that you know, a lot of our things that we used to enjoy, they're still closed. So field trip day, that's pretty much off the table or we're going to have to come up with creative field trip day, right? And and it still needs to fit within the within academia. It still needs to fit within their world. It doesn't just need to be a random off day where we're just kind of swinging from the, the ceiling and just giving ourselves a break, but it still needs to be a good fit with what's going on around us. And so I, I want you world changers to advocate for yourself, advocate for your sugar, advocate your needs, like being honest about what works. Like even if you do have a job where meetings happen during certain times of day, it's okay to ask, can this meeting happen maybe in the late afternoon where I know sugar isn't in school and I'm not having to keep an eye out on them and divide attention and now I look like a flighty employee? Like, come on y'all, let's, let's at least try. The next thing that I want you to do is be ready to establish clear expectations for your sugar. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Be ready to establish clear expectations for your sugar. Remember, you weren't doing this before. The clear expectation last school year at the start of last school year was get up, get dressed, get yourself some breakfast, let me get you to where you need to go. Whether that was the bus stop or I'm dropping you off or you're walking to school, that was the expectation, right? Every day, same thing, every day. Those were your expectations to the point to where they were unspoken. You didn't even have to speak them. Why? Because the same thing happened every day. Same thing needs to happen at home. Again, whether it's Zoom school, homeschool school, AB schedule school, whatever school, school, there needs to be clear, defined parameters, expectations. This is what you're expected to do. This is what you're not expected to do. For the parents who've decided to opt and just homeschool and not do any school and you're going through a homeschool program, it is imperative for you to have very clear expectations about what to do. Visual schedules are a best friend. I'm pretty sure I've um, recorded and talked about visual schedules and you can find that on my YouTube channel um, as well as my social media pages if you need more information around that. A visual schedule is simply what am I supposed to be doing? And it's in some kind of order or it's just written down or there's pictures or it's some kind of way to show that this is what is supposed to happen during this block of the day. And I'm expected to fulfill that. Now, the younger your sugars are, the more you're going to have to guide that. The older your sugars are, the less you should have to guide and navigate that what is clearly expected. Now, world changers. It does us no good to create a visual schedule and create expectations without sharing them with all parties involved. 
And so what that means is I don't want one parent putting in 10 hours of creating this wonderful immaculate schedule. It's wonderful laminated the whole nine yards, all of that. I love laminations. Anyway, um, I don't want one parent going through all of this trouble of creating this schedule and the other parent having no idea what it is and what it means. So if parent A who went through all this trouble has to go, parent B can still carry things out and knows what's supposed to happen so things aren't just falling falling on one parent. I want you to be sure that everybody knows what's going on. And once you create that schedule and you go over that schedule or you do it together as a team, now it's time to get sugar involved. This is what's expected to, of you. This is how you know our time is going to look. If you're in school every day from nine to 12, then at 12.05, I expect you to be making lunch or go, going to eat the lunch that was already prepared. At you know 12.40, I expect you to tackle your homework. At 1.15, I expect you to do whatever it is you're going to do next. Go play outside. Go play in the backyard. Go. That's your decompressed time, however you plan on structuring it. Because from what I'm understanding, Zoom school is much shorter than regular school because we no longer have these transitions, right? And for people who have never been in academia, who've been in a classroom, who've, who've never volunteered, a lot of the day, I dare I say at least a good hour out of the day is spent transitioning, getting from one thing to the next, getting from one thing to the next. And so a lot of that is going to be cut out with Zoom school. So I don't think the days are going to be quite as long. And so you're going to still have to fill in that time about what it looks like after the day is done. And even if you don't give like set times, I like set time for smaller kids, maybe not so much for older kids. It just kind of, it's more of like a compass for you, world changer, not for them. But for older kids, I just expect to give them a list and let them do it. And by the end of the day, I want to see what was happening and if it happened and it, you know, it's, it's different. And when I say older, I'm saying junior high, high school, the older ones, or those upper elementary school students who are super responsible and can handle following their schedule and getting the job done. That doesn't mean they're not going to tap you on the shoulder. That just simply means they know how to get from point A to point B to point C to point D without you having to kind of babysit them along the way. Um, another thing about clear expectations, you should have built in there downtime. You should have built in there breaks. You should have built in there um just anything that gives them a break away from the day. I mean, think about your work day. Everybody, whether it's written in their schedule or not, has some kind of downtime. Even if it's not written down that there is downtime, everybody does it to where you just take five minutes, 10 minutes and just, <sighs> and I'm not talking about lunchtime. I'm talking about like serious downtime, go walk around the building, go do something. Sugars need that just as much as we do. And what you'll find is if these breaks aren't built into the schedule and teachers provide them too, they just provide them in different ways. But what happens is when they're not built into the schedule, you might start seeing meltdowns or you might start seeing a little bit more crying or a little bit more irritability, a little bit more frustration because their brain needs a break too. They need a break too. 
and not just built into that Zoom school time or the homeschool time. Like they need those frequent breaks and also be comfortable enough to let them know, like, I'm okay with you telling me that you need a break. I'm okay with you telling me that you need some space to kind of decompress. Now, if they start taking advantage in like 30, every 30 minutes, they need 30 minutes. Like, no, they're playing around. (laughs) Or you need to adjust the way things are going on. But in general, taking a few minutes to just decompress and do nothing school related, phone related, tablet related, anything that requires a device just to do and be and smell the roses, I think that that should be in everybody's schedule. The final B statement that I want you to do during this time, be clear with your sugar that you will be checking on them regularly. If you're watching on on YouTube, then you see me kind of rocking back and forth and just giving you the just, I need you to, to be that parent that sneaks in, that pops up, that has unexpected announcements, unexpected little, you know, I'm coming in to check on things, not at 1045, but when I just feel like I'm coming in to check on things. Why? Because we all need to be monitored in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And our sugars need to know that we are watching what they're doing and that we're interested in what they're doing. And just because we're at home doesn't mean that we're not invested in their learning. And so I want you all to just be checking in regularly, especially for those who are going to be taught primarily through a device. We want to make sure that they are actively engaged. We wanna make sure that they're paying attention. We wanna make sure that they're participating, that they're doing their notes. Everything that's expected in the classroom, we want to make sure that they don't have the computer on and teachers talking and they're over here doing this. And I don't have to explain the obvious reason why we don't want to see this, right? Like, we just want to make sure. So I want you to be comfortable with just walking by and peeking in and making sure that things are going the way that they're supposed to go. And I would even give like the warning. I usually give good warnings, like I'm on my way. I'm I'm checking things out. And even if you don't give the verbal reminder that you're coming to check things out, even just popping in on them and saying, let me see your work is just as good. Because if they have no idea when you're coming and they have no idea when you're checking in, that's going to be all the more reason for them to stay on task. They're still sugars. And as much as I like to give sugars like some rope to let them like do their thing and learn how to like move towards independence, because I still have like I have in my mind in my house 18. I remind kids on birthdays like, oh, man, guess how many more years you have in my house? Yeah. I remind them every year because I understand that my goal is not to keep them forever, but to prepare them for life. And so I want you to to find that balance of, yes, I'm I'm watching over you. I'm providing guidelines. I'm, I'm providing a pathway for you. And I'm making sure that you're following it appropriately to get to where you need to go. Everybody follow me with that? If you need more help around that or questions around that, please feel free to ask me um, offline. Send me a question. Questions at I've got this kid.com. Now, if you feel like, hey, 
I'm, I'm not a homeschooler. We've got Zoom school going. I'm still not feeling prepared, even though the teachers are going to be navigating and facilitating and they're going to be doing all of these things, but I'm still not sure. I know my child and my child X. I know my child and my child B. I know that when I share this information, I'm speaking from very general terms and you know, there's always exceptions to the rule, right? There might be those sugars who need a lot more. Like I haven't heard much about what they're doing with gate students. I haven't heard a whole lot about what they're doing with the sped population. I hear a lot of concerns from parents, but I haven't personally heard a lot of what's going to go on around that. And maybe I'll do a little research and share that information. It'll be mainly probably from California, but if I could find some other stuff from some other places, I'll let you world changers know. But if you do have those kiddos who are like super high performers or performers that need a little bit more support, I want you to be thinking about a few things. A, don't be afraid to get a tutor. And you don't have to go to a big brand company to find great tutors, especially if you have sugars who are lower elementary, middle school find a high school student who's taking AP courses, who's interested in making some extra money on the side, but it's really gifted in a specific subject matter. Find college students who, same thing, are looking to make a little bit of extra money and they're really great in specific subject matters. How do you know? Ask for transcripts. If you want even deeper referrals, ask them for a referral from a teacher from that last semester. Ask for tangible things that show you that not only are they a good student, but they also are an engaged student and they would be a good fit for teaching, for tutoring. Ask them if they're already tutoring for past references because they're usually pretty like excited about helping others and they're still kind of a ball of energy themselves those those high school and college students and so i think that they're great tools for our younger students and it's a little bit more cost effective and you can still do it via zoom you can do it um facetime duo like there's so many options now to where you can have them tutor and help your sugar in the subject area that sugar may need help or sugar may need harder work. Sugar may need more of a, a push or a boost, but you may not be in that position, whether it's that's just not your favorite subject or you just don't have the time, or honestly, you might need a break. You might not wanna do it and you may be good at it, but it doesn't hurt to have another set of eyes come in and challenge your sugar and give them more work to do and navigate that. And I think when we think of tutor, a lot of times we think of only our sugars who need help or support to get um, in alignment with same age peers. But I also want you to think of it from the perspective of sugars who have mastered their grade level and might need a little bit more and may need to see things from a different perspective. Um, for example, our violin teacher that we've had for years, is also an, an elementary school teacher. And so for years, she has given us additional materials and different ways to look at curriculum in a way that we probably wouldn't have looked at it, myself included. Like 
I would have never thought of things that way. And she does an amazing job of just five, 10 minutes of her time. Like, think about it like this and try this. And then we try it and it goes really well, but she's really gifted at what she does. And it's not that the kiddos are behind. It's because she wants them to expand their knowledge base. And so it's nothing wrong with tutor. There's no stigma with tutor. Again, it's all about perception. And if you put a negative perception or a negative connotation on tutors, then guess what? Sugar's going to do the same thing and they may reject them. So I want you to be mindful about that and think about it as a viable option. And if you're not sure where to go, I would start with my local high school. I would start with my local neighborhood. I would start with people I know and start tapping them on the shoulder. If you're new to the area, I would definitely go to the local high school. If there's a college that's in your area, I would go to that specific department and ask the department head or ask the administrator. There's usually an administrator over the department or a secretary, somebody who can help you and just say, hey, I'm looking for a tutor. Do you have a student that sticks out to you that would be a great fit for my sugar? And sometimes colleges even offer those services on campus. Again, I think it's gonna be all virtual, but you can still tap them on the shoulder and ask, it doesn't hurt. I would also think about to the point I was making, I would enlist a teacher. Um, while my kid's violin teacher is an amazing violin teacher. I don't know how she gets out of them, what she gets out of them, but she does, she does a great job, but she's also a great teacher teacher. And I mean, I would have no problem tapping her on the shoulder and asking her for help. I would ask actual classroom teachers, would you be willing to help my little sugar after hours in this subject matter or do you know a teacher? Do you know someone else who would be willing to help or to provide more support or to provide what I'm not sure my sugar should be getting or I'm not sure if they're getting what they're supposed to be getting? The final thing that you can do is create a co-op with other parents who are masters in a specific subject area to ensure that everyone is on track. So, Guess what my go-to is? I am usually the ELA go-to English language arts, reading, um, sugar's not talking, help them with their sounds. I am the go-to for everything that has to do from here up, right? Um, my husband, he's the go-to for everything math and science. There are people right now in your community who are really, really great at certain things. Like I have a cousin who is amazing at historical facts. Like she is wonderful about historical facts. And I would, I honestly think of her anytime I think about historical facts. I have other family members who are great at other things. And so tap your community on the shoulder and find out who is willing to co-op with you, to share their information, to share their knowledge. And it doesn't even always have to be academic academics, right? For example, um, the kid's great grandmother, she's a seamstress. And so whenever we think about sewing, we think about her. Like there's so many things that we can tap into within our community to teach our sugars skills, to teach our sugars what they need to know, to teach them, you know, different things, not just math, reading, writing, you know, those, those things. We can go beyond that and find different things that we're interested in. Even hobbies sometimes are great. Like some people who like crocheting, some people who like art. It's all kinds of different stuff. My mother-in-law is a great artist. And so she usually does all art 
with my daughter. Whereas my father-in-law, he's super mechanical. And so my son likes to build stuff. And so my son will build and they'll go talk about it. And they kind of challenge each other, literally, to make different things. Or my father-in-law likes to draw sometimes. So he'll take what my son made and actually draw it. Or, you know, they'll talk animal facts. And like, it's interesting to see how community will come together and like impart different things. But if you want something that's a little bit more um, more structured, I would tap my community on the shoulder. Hey, do you mind spending an hour a week or 30 minutes a week? And I'll trade you my skill for your skill, or I'll trade you this for that because everyone has some kind of gift, some kind of skill, something that they're great at doing that they can contribute to the sugar's lives. So I would seriously think about that. So I, I want you guys to consider like when we're thinking about this whole process, I don't want you to be discouraged and I don't want you to feel like you're not prepared because that's that's not true. I think that sometimes it just takes us taking a step back and really thinking about what's in front of me. Can I deal with it? How do I deal with it? What do I know? What don't I know? And how can I get to the next point? And it happens to all of us whenever we're faced with something new. I mean, this is new and it's not traditional. You know, for the last 100 plus years, we've been doing schools in traditional settings. And so this is different. And different doesn't always necessarily mean bad. I've seen parents like join together with their kids in ways that they were not doing and engaging in ways that they weren't pre-COVID. And so it's not necessarily a bad thing. So I don't want you to take my ass as always. A, ah! Sometimes it's just, a, ah, this is different. What do I do? And, and there's nothing wrong with being able to acknowledge like, this is different. This is scary. I don't know. And once you get to those places where you're done getting through those first real raw emotions, then you can think back and really analyze, is it that bad? What can I do? How can I do it, right? So I don't want you to get stuck with that. So world changers, I want you guys to know we can't put it off. We have to be proactive. And most importantly, we can do this. You can do this. I can do this. I'm usually juggling 10 different balls. I usually have like 10 things going at one time. And I've learned that it all gets done. And it's usually my attitude and the way that I perceive things that measures how great things are going to go. And so I'm telling you guys, not only can I do this, and if I can do it, you can do it. So I want you to just smile real hard, get ready, accept it for what it is, and most importantly, have fun. Have fun. Your sugar's only going to be this age once. They're only going to be, you know, in this grade once. You're only going to be able to be their parent at this age once. And so I want you guys to make the most of it. Have fun. Just have fun. Even through your failures, have fun. Because you know what? Things are going to be okay. And as long as we keep telling ourselves that things are going to be okay, and we keep walking and things are going to be okay, eventually, guess what? It is. And not only that, I have pure, genuine hope and belief in you guys. And I believe that you guys are going to do a great job because you guys are awesome like that. So 
that wraps it up for me today on this topic. I'm gonna do kind of a part B-ish for my neurodivergent learners. So you're free to listen into that or you're free to go to my website, iheartspeechtherapy.com and check out all the latest blogs, podcast episodes, and my YouTube page. Don't forget to go to my Facebook page, Sharina Williams, Licensed Speech and Language Pathologist, and join. Join in, have some fun, post your questions, go to my Instagram page, check out what's upcoming, what's going on. Check out my Sharina Williams Instagram page because I put fun pictures about the stuff that me and my sugars are doing and how we're getting along and things from our perspective. All right, y'all, until the next time, take care.